<laughs> Welcome to another Kirby's Kids Holiday Special. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we conclude our countdown to Christmas week here on Kirby's Kids with yet another Christmas celebration, a holiday special, if you will. And this one is an amazing collection. It's Christmas with the Superheroes, Volume 1, Issue Number 2, from 1989. This is quite the assembly of stories. As a matter of fact, to give you some background, in 1987, Mark Wade had put together Christmas with the Superheroes, the first installment, and that was a collection of classic DC Comics Christmas stories and had a fantastic John Byrne cover on it. Well, the following year, Mark outdid himself and put a second installment out. But this one was filled with fully original stories of DC characters and really ended up utilizing some of the very top talent that they had there at DC at the time. This resulted in a Superman story by Paul Chadwick and John Nyberg, where Superman helps a motorist in need of more than just help with his car. He's going through a real crisis here, a health crisis. And then there's a Wonder Woman tale by Eric Schanauer, a Batman story by Dave Gibbons and Gray Morrill, and one of the most unique entries here in this issue is a absolutely beautiful dialogue less no dialogue whatsoever enemy ace and you're like saying okay what in the world is enemy ace angus well enemy ace is a bit of a deep cut it is about a world war one and world war two german ace and a bit of an anti-hero and wouldn't you figure that that story would be by John Byrne and Andy Cooper? And the fact that there's no dialogue in here, you, you have these two incredible artistic talents just bringing you some of the best visual storytelling. I, that one really floored me here in this collection. And then there is an old school Justice League of America story. And this is done by William Mensner Lobes and Colleen Duran and Ty Templeton. And that story is, is very typical of your big JLA fan. You'll love it. It's full of superhero goodness. But I think the exclamation point on this installment is a story called Should Old Acquaintance Be Forgot by Alan Brenner and Dick Giordano. And this is the Dick Giordano doing the penciling and the inks. And it is a story about Dead Man. And that character, again, you wouldn't necessarily associate with a Christmas collection. Just like similarly, how in the world would you be expecting an enemy ace story to to be thrown in here? But nonetheless, Dead Man is in here. And he is wondering about whether he had any real purpose in this existence before being visited by a beautiful woman named Kara. 
who assures Dead Man that everything you do matters, even if people forget you. Kara, of course, is really Supergirl. And at that point within DC's mythos and their narrative, I believe they may have written her out of DC continuity at that point. Uh, But this was a clever way of bringing her back and instilling a a bit of a callback. And the strength of all of these stories it is absolutely spectacular. So that gives you a nice overview of what to expect in this collection. But for the first story, which is Superman X Machina, and by the way, the art throughout the entire book is phenomenal. The consistency in the quality is amazing. So from that standpoint, Wade did an amazing assemblage job here of bringing all this talent to bear. And in that first Superman story of Ex Machina, you have this stranded motorist. The motorist recently had to have his wife committed to a home for the elderly, and he suffers from a debilitating illness also. And he has a poor relationship with his daughter. And Superman, sympathizing with his problems, suggests that he pay a visit to some people he knows in the area who can give him shelter and a hot meal until he's able to manage to repair his car. Because truly, this car is stranded, frozen on the side of the road, lots of snow. And as he departs, it's revealed that the car broke down near Smallville. And the people that Superman has sent them to are none other than the Kents, his mom and dad. And that is a really heartwarming story there, one of Superman instilling hope and some holiday cheer and love to this stranded motorist who not only is stranded from the breakdown of his car, but he's really stranded in life and having an existential crisis. The next story is Batman and In the Depths, and this is the history of the Batcave, and it's being retold. It's an interesting selection for a holiday story, but the lesson to be learned from this story is that through Alfred and later Robin into the present, Batman operates without a Robin, and the actual Robin is still to be found in the cave and drives off a bat that's menaced it before flying off into the sky Long through the night has been, it cannot last forever. And this is kind of a melancholy tale of one of reflection back on how the afraid boy was able to overcome his fears and become the the dark knight. But it's also one of valuing relationships, particularly that that he has with Alfred Pennyworth and Robin. So it's a nice tale. It's good. The, The art's great. Uh, but it's not the strongest of the bunch for sure. Next, we have our Wonder Woman tale, and that one is called Gifts. And that one's quite interesting because it has to deal with a friend 
and family, actually, of Wonder Woman. And the uh, Catapelis's, uh, Julia Catapelis, greets an old friend, Pastor Sharon Jackson, who comes in for a visit. Now, Sharon cheerfully confesses that her husband has just asked for a divorce, and here she is a pastor, so she's, she's having a bit of a crisis of faith. Next day, Diana shows up, Wonder Woman, descends into the backyard as Sharon's taking a walk there, and they have a brief and somewhat awkward conversation about Diana's role in the world and the interactions that she has with Olympians. And over the following day, Diana, Sharon, and Julia, and Vanessa, the daughter, enjoy the holidays together. On Christmas night, Sharon discovers that Diana is awake in the living room, and they talk about Diana's recent nightmares that she's been having and how she feels uncertain that she is accomplishing anything in her mission in life. Sharon confronts and reassures her that she should continue her beliefs in her struggle. And in the process of coming to terms with these challenges, she herself has to face now, and she explains to Julia on that Christmas morning. So it's the tale of coming together in the holiday season and lifting each other up. And it's a really nice, inspiring tale. Now, Enemy Ace, Silent Night, this one was that hidden gem for me. And this is Christmas 1916, the armistice, the enemy ace flies into an allied encampment and brings uh, joy, some ingredients and food. And this Hans von Hammer character, the enemy ace, decides to head in, deliver the food to the hospital. And he dances with one of the nurses and salutes the memory of a man who died at the hospital. So this is a tale of reconciliation. Now that last bit, however, of him saluting the memory of the man who died at the hospital outrages a younger soldier there who's on the mend, who draws a pistol and points it at Von Hammer because, after all, he's a German. Now, this reconciliation, this armistice, uh, really sheds light on the humanity behind the inhumane behavior of war. This is still people and making that connection. And it's the holiday season and making amends. So the older, there's an older soldier, however, who stops the younger one from shooting Hans von Hammer. And at the same time, however, he orders the older gentleman, von Hammer, to leave the hospital and refusing to shake his hand because he's technically the enemy. Von Hammer returns to head back uh, to Germany through the skies. So that that one is one of those great World War One armistice tales, taking the time off for the holidays to remember. After all, we are all human and and to relate. Then we have our JLA tale, and this is the Flash and Green Lantern, an old-fashioned Christmas. And here you have Barry Allen and Hal Jordan, and they are there at the Justice League satellite monitoring things on Christmas Eve, and it's very, very boring, and they start to talk about gifts that they've been given in the past, and you have Barry Allen lamenting the fact that he's just gotten socks, and it's not all that great, and so then there's a man who they decide to to go visit. And um, Santa Claus. And they return to Earth. 
and assume they're civilian identities. And they visit a small town and observe how Christmas is celebrated there. They're trying to do this to lift their spirits. It's raining and absolutely miserable. And Santa Claus accepts Hal Jordan's donation for the poor. And Santa Claus doesn't even appear to be in a good mood. However, uh, they end up saving this an, an old man from muggers. And they discover that the old man is C.B. Fenster, a rich and famous man who's concluded that life's meaningless. So earlier that night, he offered a fortune to anyone who could prove that there is a Santa Claus, only to get no takers. So Fenster then mourns how the world has become a colder, crueler place, and that basically the spirit of Christmas has even left the youth. There's no believers in Santa Claus anymore. Now this inspires Hal and Barry to give Fenster the opportunity to become Santa Claus, delivering presents to young children and then helping a recent widow to assemble bikes for her children and then meeting another old man who's glad to have some company. However, both Barry and Hal can't locate one of the families they were supposed to find and reluctantly confess their failure to Fenster. Fenster, however, realizes that where the family was rendered homeless by recent events and are staying and offers to help them and Hal and Barry celebrate the fact that they've reawakened Fenster's Christmas spirit and urge him to use his wealth for charitable ends. This is a really fun story. It's about infusing the story and the spirit of Christmas into someone somewhat reminiscent of A Christmas Carol and, you know, the Dickens classic. It has tones of that. It's not a carbon copy of it, trust me. But it has tones from there, and, and it, that comes through loud and clear. There's an interesting reveal in this one, and it actually caused me to do some research. And that is, Hal Jordan wishes Barry Allen a happy Hanukkah. And Barry Allen, in this story, wishes Hal Jordan a Merry Christmas. Now, you might say, well, wait a second. I, I had no idea that either of these superheroes were Jewish. And indeed, Barry Allen isn't. However... Hal Jordan, come to realize, grew up in a dual-faith household. He, one of his parents is Catholic, and one of his parents is Jewish. And this was a very clever way for the writer to acknowledge the Christian and Jewish fan bases and the holiday season by having both of those superheroes greet one another at the very end, wishing them festive goodwill for the season. And then finally, our last story is The Dead Man Should All the Acquaintance Be Forgot. And on Christmas, Dead Man takes possession of a corporate raider and arranges for him to compensate some of the people left jobless by the raider's business practices. Is He's sending some wine to Dead Man's old friends in the circus and Christmas presents to other acquaintances. However, Dead Man feels depressed <laughs> about the goodwill and... Ha- and the happiness he sees everyone else feeling. And says, why isn't he feeling that way? He's actually feeling lonely. He then briefly takes possession of other people to try to feel better about his existence. But he finds himself really feeling deprived. That he's depriving these other folks that he's taking possession of, of their own happiness. And now he's even more unhappy. Then a young woman is able to perceive Dead Man and asks him whether... 
he does what he does out of a hope for a reward. And they have a conversation about his situation. So Deadman admits that he misses the feeling of being a performer and the adulation and praise of the crowd. Now, addressing him by his name of Boston Brand, this young woman reminds him that people like them don't do this for reward or adulation, but because it needs to be done. It's their duty. Now, Boston is embarrassed by having forgotten this. And she reassures him that it's a good thing because it means that he's still human, despite everything. She says that she has to go, and Deadman wonders who she is. And she closes out by saying, my name is Kara, but I doubt that will mean anything to you. And then she's gone, and Boston has no idea where she's gone to, but is grateful to her for the gift she gave him and wishes her a Merry Christmas. So this is, again, another tale and realization of worth, of feeling good, of giving back societally during the holiday season. This collection is really another fantastic hidden gem. Now, this one coming out of the 80s, but it's the previous two that we reviewed in the 70s. And I would highly encourage you to take in Christmas with the Superheroes from DC Comics, Volume 1, Issue Number 2. Because Mark Wade did a fantastic job of assembling all of this talent and the oversight of the executive editor being Dick Giordano hit this one out of the park.